Hello and welcome to EM Talk. EM Talk is a podcast sponsored by Axon Education and the Texas EMS School, and we are devoted to diving into the real world of EMS and everything relative. We interview real EMS providers, real hospital providers, real patients, and get the real story on what's going on currently in the world of EMS and what we can do to make it better. Gunshot wounds, stab wounds, blunt force trauma, falls, drownings, explosions. These are the things Hollywood is known for. What we're going to discuss today is how those Hollywood people get it wrong. I could probably do an entire podcast just about this topic and never run out of material to cover. I can think of an almost endless pool of movies where I have had to sit there and think to myself, wow, that isn't accurate at all. That guy would still be alive. That girl would be dead. That's not even how that works. I think this is a common issue for healthcare providers, and I'm almost positive there are other podcasts out there for which this has been a major topic of discussion. But we haven't covered it here on EM Talk, and that's what's most important. So I can't think of a more interesting way to end the year than with the discussion of one of my favorite pastimes, movies and TV. Joining me today, I have Dylan Dugan. You may remember Dylan from our health podcast episode about nutrition and exercise in the world of the first responder. Dylan, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good, Judd. Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. So Dylan and I have uh, have been spending a lot more time together, just uh, working together more and uh, coming up with ideas for how to make this whole thing better. And, um, you know, the, the more interesting the topic, obviously, the more interesting the podcast and the more people want to listen to it. Uh, but that's not the most important thing to me. The most important thing to me is what do you guys want to hear? So before we get started, I want to make sure that you know that you can go submit ideas for topics for me to cover, for people for me to interview. You can go and submit those ideas to info, I-N-F-O, at axoneducation.com, and we'd love to hear that input. So Dylan, I'm, I'm really glad to have you here again. Um, you and I have talked about movies and TV just kind of like at a glance, I guess you could say, as side conversations, but we've never like talked to each other directly about either one of those things, and I'm starting to figure out that you actually kind of like movies and kind of like TV, because <laughs> all we ever talk about is like work, EMS, um, working out, uh, eating burritos. By the way, Dylan brought an absurd amount of burritos to eat for breakfast this morning, so uh, it was pretty entertaining to me. So we're going to start this off. Dylan, give me a few of your favorite movies and favorite TV shows. Let's let's talk some on that. Let's see. Going movies first. Uh, Got to be honest, I'm not the biggest movie. Uh, I love movies, but you would be, you would. It's pretty comical the amount of movies I haven't seen that everyone is like, oh, like we've been talking about this since 2001, greatest movie of all time, and I've never seen it. So. That seems to be pretty standard of my movie watching, <laughs> but favorite ones, um, anything Marvel, anything Marvel's good. That's good. That's yeah. good choices. Yeah, anything Marvel. Um, I'm pretty fond of the old shoot 'em ups, Tombstone, Young Guns one and two, really anything with some action or comedy. But I have a feeling that the action ones are going to be a little more 
relevant to our conversation today. <laughs> they could be, they could be, but some of these comedy movies do the same thing. Yeah, In true. fact, they do it to the other extreme, where that's somebody true, will yeah. fall off of like a 30-story building and be like, oh man, it's a good thing I landed on that like pile of trash and survived. Yeah. So, um, golf club to... You know, the temple and uh, the fight resumes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What is uh, it's uh, Step Brothers, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hits him in the head with a driver yeah. and he's yeah. just fine. Yeah. yeah, and that's the kind of stuff we're talking about today. Some of it's funny, some of it's irritating because of the way that it, it gives people a, a vision of what we are in the EMS world. But most, for the most part, this conversation is going to be lighthearted and, and fun because that's what this should be. When we're talking about these things. So you mentioned that it would be surprising to know what movies you haven't seen. So I'm going to play a game. I'm going to throw out some movies. And right, you tell me if it. you've seen them. All right. Hit me. Boondock Saints. Yes. One of my favorites. Okay, good. Oh, that will be very relevant to this conversation. Exactly. Yeah. 300? Yep. Okay. All right. Hit. We're hitting some good ones. Die Hard. Negative. No, die hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I dropped the ball. That, Bro, it's it's just right after Christmas. There's still time. <laughs> yeah. There's still time. I should have done my prep work. You gotta you gotta hit the new year right. Um what about uh, Happy Gilmore? I mentioned Happy Gilmore, but Happy I love that. Gilmore. Movie. Have you seen Happy Gilmore? Uh parts of it. Parts I, I have oh, not God. sat down and watched the whole thing. Star yeah. Wars? Yes. The originals. Yes. Okay. We're into the Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Good. And you said you watch all the Marvel movies, which, wow, ton of improbable things <laughs> yeah, in those. For sure. But we won't attack those too hard because it's supposed to be improbable. Right, yeah. It's a comic it's book world. Yeah. yeah. It's not meant to be realistic, or else it wouldn't be in a comic book. Um, so we'll still steer clear of those for the most part. So I'll give you an example of some of my favorites, uh, and my list is kind of different, but it's super relevant to what we're talking about. I'm a big fan of horror movies. Like, when I was a kid, my mom would sit me down and watch the original Halloween movie with me, uh, Friday the 13th, those kind of things, and then my brother later exposed me, and I use that word pretty harshly, exposed me to many violent, gory horror movies that a seven or eight year old probably shouldn't have been witness to. But hold, hold on, your brother exposed them to you at seven or eight, and your mom sat you down and watched them before that point. Well, those ones weren't as crazy. The okay. original Friday the right. 13th and the original Halloween are pretty mild compared to what my brother likes. Well, uh, I'll just go ahead and update you all now. I have no taste for scary movies, so uh, the perfect. severity that you're talking about, I have no idea the scary <laughs> I'm talking about. It I'm talking about like people's like, heads getting ripped off and like eyeballs getting gouged out and things like that. Like since, all, the, all the wholesome stuff that a young child yeah, should be exposed to. seven or eight, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that. I'm a big fan of those movies. So my, my number one favorite movie is actually Pineapple Express. But after that uh, is <laughs> that the original my... Halloween. The, yeah, Pineapple Express is a, I mean, I don't know if you could call it a classic, but <laughs> yeah. it, it's Cla pretty it's funny. A it's a classic to people. Like us. Sure. Yeah, millennial classic. That's yeah. good. That's good. And that one has some great, uh, great traumas. That, yes, uh, <laughs> I didn't even think of including that in the conversation, oh, but we're going I've, to. I've already. We're going. Yeah, <laughs> I love that There's movie. Good trauma in that one. There yeah. is. There is some good stuff. So we'll hit that one. That's perfect. So anyway, so the movies that I grew up watching were all violent. They all had terrible things happening, and you know, here I am. I'm a paramedic now, which kind of makes sense, because all I did was watch violence growing up. 
But I don't feel like that's entirely unusual. Most kids now, like, you show them something violent that we thought was violent when we were a kid, Uh-oh. and they're like, this is kid stuff. Yeah, like, well, this is for children. They've already acted the violent act out on a video game at that point. Yeah, they've exactly. The they have robbed someone's grandmother game. and stolen their car in yeah, Grand Theft Auto by exactly. this point. Um, not my kids. I'm a much better parent than that. But uh, anyways... So you can ask you can ask my children what what I let them play. That probably I wouldn't even know honestly. Uh, anyway, so there's so many things that we can hit. There, like I said, we could literally do a podcast on this every week and and find some movie to just go all the way through and be like, not realistic, realistic. Yeah. That's not how that works. Um, but I want to stick to like lists of types of injuries, and I want us to hit. You know, a couple different movies that that have types of injuries like that, um, whether it was realistic or not, ones that were realistic, and then what happens in real life. Like thing, you know, we've probably both seen all of these things in real life um, on an ambulance, and it just goes a lot different. It's just yeah. totally different uh, vibe to the whole thing. It's never as dramatic as they make it in the movies. And, uh, you know, this is an EMS podcast, so although I want to be entertaining, I want to be somewhat informative as well. So if you haven't worked in EMS yet, or you do work in EMS now, next time you're on that ne- that call where somebody gets shot in the, in the, you know, the chest or something, you can be like, well, I remember. I remember how funny this would be if this were a movie <laughs> <laughs> instead of actually taking care of your patient. Okay. So gunshots, that's the big one that that everybody could get hit with. Everybody remembers a movie where somebody got shot. So give me one that you can think of. Right off the bat, Pineapple Express. Okay, perfect. Pineapple Express, dude gets shot like uh, six times. and Oh, Red. Yeah, red, red, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's already in like a sea collar in the wheelchair, I think. That's right. <laughs> and managed to to become um, unparalyzed or whatever was going on and join the battle and was shot around six times and I, they go to Denny's at the Yeah, the they're sitting at Denny's that. and he's like, oh man, and he starts bleeding all over stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Which, he's just laughing. So uh, there's a couple... Now obviously you're not going to Denny's after you've been shot six times, but I have been in a situation where I have seen a woman in the ER that was shot six times. I think she was like 24. And... They were all through and through, miraculously, hit nothing vital, and this this woman woman was sitting up in bed, talking on some, you know, painkillers, all of her (laughs) wounds cleaned, and you wouldn't believe that she was just shot shot six times. Yeah. So she's not going to Denny's, but, and I would say that's very rare, (laughs) you're shot six times in the condition you're in, but hey, you know, like... And we get rare stuff in EMS all the time, so... Well, and that's usually in the movie, it's the hero that can get shot all those times. Or the, like, extreme villain. Like, in the horror movies I grew up watching, the, you know, Michael Myers gets shot five times with a revolver at, like, point-blank range, falls out of a window. They go look out the window, and he's not there anymore. Oh, I mean, right. like, yeah. no no recovery time, just, I'm gone, yeah. y'all. Batman's notorious for that, too. Yeah, Batman just will survive him. things. You'll see him stitching himself up after <laughs> yeah. getting shot, and it's like, bro, that was a pretty good wound yeah. right there. <laughs> I mean, you're not just walking off. No. But um, 
it, it's, it can go to either extreme, really. And in Pineapple Express is obviously the, the major uh, funny right. extreme of yeah. that is somebody gets shot many times and then just goes to Denny's. <laughs> but, I mean, I've had, like you said, I've had that gunshot wound victim that they got shot in the abdomen. And, the, and he was like, I was like, does it hurt? And he's like, yeah, a little. And I'm like, a little? Right. <laughs> he got shot with a forty too. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even a small caliber weapon. So it was, uh, I mean, it's kind of a toss-up. It's all about where you get shot. So um, in reality, the the location and the size of the round is what makes the difference. You get shot with a twenty two. a lot of people think that's less dangerous. And it is if it goes through. Right. Um, if it doesn't go through, you got to think that's like a, a little tiny little round just rattling around in your body, yeah, cutting stuff up. Bouncy ball effect. Exactly. And, and those are the deadly ones. Those are the ones you bleed out from. Now, if you get shot with a, a 40 or 45 or, I mean, a 50 somehow, somebody's carrying around one of those, um, the, the size of the wound alone could cause some significant bleeding, but you'd have to get shot in the right spot to die from that for the most part because sure. most of the time it, it's powerful enough that it just goes through. Right. And and either it hit an artery or it didn't, and if it didn't, chances are they can get in there, they can fix it, no harm, no foul. Well, I mean, not exactly no harm, no foul, well, but kinda. but recovery is is likely in a lot of those situations. And we well, see that all the time. Well, the gunshot wound is interesting because um, if if you don't know anything about, you know, medical type stuff, right off the bat you would think a gunshot wound, you wouldn't think the, you're going to die from the internal damage. I mean, because it right. seems like it's a large, like, you see in movies, you get holes blown in people. Yeah, and, and there's blood spurting out yeah, of the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 90% of the time, the entrance wound to a gunshot is nothing more like, once you clean it up and take the blood away from it, it looks like a little, like, stab wound from, like, a paring knife. Yeah, yeah, it, nothing. But it's all the ricocheting and bounce and, like, liver lacks and lacerations to all your internal organs that does it, <laughs> and... uh yeah, most people, it seems like in the movie, seem to bleed out all over the place. Where in real life, like, you're going to bleed out, you know, in a smaller round situation from probably internally. Yeah, and that's that's the real danger of of these type of wounds. It's not like... Uh... It's not like instant death. You know, we no, see that a lot no. in the movies. And of course, yeah, if you get shot, you know, with a shotgun through the head, yeah. sure, instant death is right. pretty likely. Right. But um, most of the time, it's a slow, painful death. Um, unless, you know, you get nicked in an artery or something, then it's, it's a couple minutes. But right. still, it's not usually instant. And even, I mean, a gunshot wound to the head is not instant. Not even close. Uh, not even always fatal. Right. I mean, even in Abe Lincoln times, the dude gets shot in the back of the head and doesn't die for several hours. Yeah. So, uh, and now with modern, uh, you know, science and medicine, it's just the, the things we can do are just amazing. Not we. EMS can't do a whole lot for that situation. <laughs> but we can get you to the hospital right. and keep you alive as much as we can. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I've, I've never witnessed a gunshot wound to the head that they survived but i do know people who have survived it right um but i bet you have and maybe not but I, have you transferred you get called for a gunshot wound to the head i mean i haven't transferred that yet. Transferred have you had one? one like that i haven't transferred one but recently there's been like three around here in the in the past month and a half that it has happened gsw to the head 
and they're transferred. Like they take them to the hospital and work <laughs> them. So, you know, that's crazy. It's like you said, it's not instant. It's no, you, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I I hate that. Uh, it's kind of given people this idea that if you shoot somebody, that's the end of the game. Right. And in reality, like a gun isn't the ultimate protection. I'm not an anti-gun person whatsoever. I grew up in Texas. We love guns here, and that's that's reality. But um, you know, it's not like that's just gonna stop the situation. I mean, there's some people you get you shoot them in the wrong spot, they're just gonna keep on going and they're gonna be mad about it. That's true. So um, you know, this isn't a self defense podcast, so I won't go deep into that. (laughs) But it's it's not like it is in the movies, and that's number one. The number one thing Hollywood gets wrong, and I know why they get it wrong because it's not interesting to have you know somebody die the way they die in real life like that's that's not interesting it's not it's not as dramatic in real life it's usually just a lot of silence or um some a little bit of crying most people yeah some (laughs) weird gurgling noises uh death in real life is not near as exciting as it is in the movies uh which is saying it back to myself in my head is a pretty morbid thing to say (laughs) um but it's it's reality and that's what we're all about here so gunshots. Gunshots are a big one. Um, stab- oh, before we get too far off of gunshots, I wanted to ask you about a scene. You've seen Shooter. Yeah, of course. The movie Shooter. Of course. With Mark Wahlberg. Okay, at okay. This is good. Okay, at the beginning of the movie, he is a... Uh, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but anyways, he suffers a gunshot wound, I think, maybe to the chest or to the arm. From there, he proceeds to like fall through a glass like skylight, and then he's this... in that room, and he's supposed to be spotting where the sniper would shoot Correct. from. Correct, and then that cop shoots him from behind. That's right. And after secondary to being shot, he falls through a <laughs> glass uh, skylight and disarms an officer. Yeah, disarms an amazing. officer. Amazing. <laughs> he might have even cuffed him to. A he does. Light. He yeah, steals he his handcuffs him. and cuffs him to he a light pole, and then takes his car. And from there. I think he gets under a bridge and ends up swimming at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's majorly active while bleeding, significantly. One gunshot wound, soft tissue damage, no vital organs, maybe the chest or shoulder. Is a trained fighter, SEAL, whatever he was, are they accomplishing something like that? Do you th- I mean, are you asking me if I think that that Mark Wahlberg could do all that <laughs> or a trained SEAL? The most ideal trained seal so let's walk through a real life scenario where this has happened um i mean obviously not exactly like that right we're talking about uh mark Wahlberg in in that scene and a real life scenario would be we look at the lone survivor marcus luttrell who incidentally is played by mark Wahlberg in that movie but marcus plays and shooter so yeah mark Wahlberg's got something going on here yeah Anyways. he's obviously well well built for military <laughs> pretend life um well marcus luttrell gets shot multiple times survives the whole thing the only person to survive his whole thing now he in his book that dude like hides out i mean he's not like running out and fighting the enemy after he gets shot multiple times. He right. fights for a little bit, but the only way he survived that was finding a way to take cover right. and surviving long enough to make it back. That was it. Um, and uh, don't quote me on the exact scenarios of that of that uh, event because I'm not up to date on it. But um, 
I guess it, it shows that it can, to some extent, can happen. I mean, if you're well trained and you're you're trained to know that you have to keep moving or else you'll die. Right. Um. I mean, why not? Why would I don't think you could do all that activity. I don't think we're falling out of a window cuffing a federal agent <laughs> right. who are also very well very trained, trained in hand to hand combat. Yeah, yeah. Um. I don't think we're doing all of that. But I. I mean, I could imagine that he could probably work his way out of a situation and survive for some time. I mean, it's just, like you said, it's like a flesh wound. It's just to the shoulder. It's a flesh wound, but let's let's break down what are we... Uh, I mean, what are we really scared of with, you know, possibly deep flesh wounds? So shock. Yeah. Shock's in, a great internal. We're talking about internal bleeding mostly. Yeah. Well, in this situation, you take a large round to a shoulder or to the chest... You could have enough external bleeding to go into shock. Maybe. True, what do true. You think? Yeah, definitely. Now, you're going into shock, possibly, or that's there's a chance of that, but you keep your heart rate going at probably 200 beats per minute, and you're <laughs> fighting, and neither of those things are good for a no, shock No, no, you're supposed to lay down and stay still yeah, when stay you're still in shock. <laughs> right, so uh, I guess it is just situational there. Maybe that was a possible thing to happen in that scene if... If you got shot in the perfect place where it's, you know, it's not going to cause shock-like hemorrhage. I mean, that would be the key there is how much bleeding occurs. Right. One, that shoulder is probably useless, though. For You're sure. not using that arm for, for anything. Sure. I mean, because your body is going to feel that pain and be like, no, don't do it. Yeah. And try to stop you from using it. Which you um, might need when you're disarming a federal agent. Yeah, ex- swimming, so. exactly. <laughs> so there's some unrealistic elements to that. Now, do I think Mark Wahlberg could do that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't think he can get shot both sides and do it, but yeah, we're Mark Wahlberg's amazing. Here. Yeah. We're talking about so, uh, yeah, no, that's like one of my favorite actors. That he, But he does, incidentally, he plays a lot of military characters. Yeah, it's random. And he's a perfect example for this. He gets shot in almost every movie he's in. That's true. Yeah. That's so, true. But he's got the full head of hair, the rugged look. Yeah, he's, he's perfect. He's, he's the guy it. you want to shoot and have him survive yeah. in a movie. 100%. That's it. He's that guy. All right, so moving on from gunshot wounds, uh, stab wounds. Similar, we're still talking about bleeding and that kind of thing. But uh, we're, we're talking about usually... Um, honestly a much more severe wound in my opinion than than a gunshot uh if if you're talking about hand-to-hand combat absolutely number one tool you want to use uh gun keeps you safe but um a knife is more deadly because it can it can do more damage you stick it into somebody and turn it around and you've just made a way bigger uh hole than any round was going to do to somebody for sure and there's more damaging surface there i mean your average blade's three to four inches long and sharp on both sides, you know? Yeah, and one to two inches wide. Right, exactly. So there's just more room for damage via surface area. Absolutely. So I would say that movies get get this one right a majority of the time, the stab wounds, except for, like, they'll have people die from stab wounds that make no sense. Like, uh, somebody got cut on the side of the arm and now all of a sudden they're dying right or uh things like that but for the most part movies i mean it's pretty accurate you get stabbed in the wrong spot and you're you're dead i mean it's just you're gonna bleed out that that's true one one thing i will point out in knife wounds and movies is what you see sometimes or often is 
throwing knives and it's like instant death upon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not accurate at <laughs> yeah, all. Yeah, it seems like anytime someone gets hit with like a throwing star <laughs> in a movie or a knife, like it's insta kill. Yeah, and why would that kill you? <laughs> right. Like it's a tiny little, like you said, it's all about the surface area. Right. And we've got very little length for penetration. Right. And very little surface area, so we're it's, not hitting anything. We're getting into the muscle. I deadlier mean, than gunshot wounds via Hollywood. Or yeah. Hollywood world. Exactly, and just as accurate somehow. Yeah. The, unless your life is devoted to throwing a knife, you right. are not going to be that accurate. Right. So, with a with a knife wound, I would say it's it's probably going to do more damage and you know there's a good chance depending if you're stabbed in the right spot it's more likely to kill you than just a small round from a gunshot but um it's not an in, again it's not an instant thing no no it's absolutely not you get not. it and you instantly drop it's it's going to be prolonged a little bit but there's going to be significant damage probably absolutely Absolutely. And I'll give you a really good example. One of my favorite uh, series of movies is the Scream movies. You ever seen Scream? I know you're not a scary movie fan, but... Well, there's this character in those movies, um, Dewey. Uh, And Dewey is the the happy-go-lucky sheriff's deputy character in the first movie. First movie, dude gets stabbed, I think, twice. Wait, is this Scream or Scary Movie? Scream. Scary Movie makes fun of Scream. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because okay, the guy in, in Scary Movie is Doofy. That's his right. name in Scary Movie. So in this one, this is the re- the scary version right, of okay. it. Made by Robert England, who also did Nightmare on Elm Street, another good horror movie. Um, but Dewey gets stabbed a couple times in the first movie, survives it. Okay, believable. Comes back. Uh, limping in the second movie because they stabbed him in his spinal cord. And so he's got a little bit of a... a, yeah, a, a gimp to him. Gimp to him, yeah, that's a good word. He goes to the second movie and he gets stabbed like 30 times in the back. S- survives at the end. Now, uh, again, stab wounds aren't instant death, but you get stabbed 30 times, it's likely one of those wounds is hitting something vital. It's it's crazy to me that pe- people will walk away from things like that. And, and I will say that I do know of real-life situations where people get stabbed many, many, many times. Inmates is a good... Yeah, and they survive example. it. Yeah. They survive it. So it does happen. But Hollywood does this all the time. They Like I said, they either go to one extreme or the other. Right. And within this, these movies, the Scream movies, half the characters die from one stab to the chest or one stab to the shoulder. The right. other character, Dewey, runs around getting stabbed all day long yeah. and walks off at the end. So it's it's like, well, pick pick somewhere in between there, and that's more accurate. That's more accurate, but it's not... It's not going to get the desired effect, which would be entertainment. Exactly. It's and that's, not going to be entertaining. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I say I'm not down on the Hollywood thing. I still love the movies and everything. But I I hate that like people have this like extreme misconception of how injuries work. Yeah, uh, it's just so. like you get people who get will get a call to someone's house because they got stabbed and really what happened is like they like accidentally cut their hand open or something and it's like we're well, not going to die from that like right. put a towel on it and go to the doctor or something it's right. it's not a huge problem but they've seen all these movies where someone gets stabbed or cut and then they bleed to death right and so they in their mind they are definitely going to bleed to death from that uh, so, and medical people are the opposite. You could stab us in our throat and be like, oh, it's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, just keep pressure on it and right. I'll survive. Yeah. 
and we won't go to the hospital. So it's, you know, it happens both ways. It, it definitely does, but it's, it's almost, it is comical on scenes where people do get stabbed sometimes where, like I had a scene where a guy was stabbed in the leg uh, by his wife and we walked in and he, there was relatively no blood. He was standing up and we were wondering where our patient was and we were talking to him. <laughs> and we get him in the ambulance and he was stabbed with like a four inch, like a steak knife in the thigh, right in, right out. And we didn't hardly even have to control bleeding. It's just uncanny <laughs> the way that works sometimes. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there's just like nothing to do about it. It's yeah. going to heal. It's right. fine. I yeah. mean, need to make sure you take some antibiotics like, to avoid some infection, but that's about stitches. it. Yeah. Like yeah. One. It's it's crazy the the way that people think about it. Now, I I've had a very similar scenario where I walk up and I'm like, "Oh, you're the victim?" Right. I couldn't even tell. But I've also had one where uh I was out working EMS in my rural area where a lot of my stories come from. And um they called us to the hospital and they were like, "Yeah, we've got a guy bleeding and we can't control the bleeding." And I'm like, "Well, did you put a tourniquet on?" And they're like, "No, cuz he got stabbed in the stomach." Well, the the dude had accidentally fallen on a knife, and he hit an artery. Oh. And so I, I was like, oh, my gosh, these people are way overreacting. But I walk in the room, and there's blood spurting. And so the only way I could think to control it was literally to put all my, my body weight on it with my hands on it. And it controlled the bleeding, but any time I moved at all, it just started spraying. And so that is one of those scenarios where you should be like, oh, man, I could die from this. Right. You got, you got a stab wound where blood is spraying everywhere. Now you're dying. Now we're talking about time to call EMS. <laughs> sure. Well, this brings me that this, I actually wanted to ask you about this. And that is like an exact uh, representation of you've seen Private Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I think who is it? The medic. That I think the medic gets shot like twice in the stomach. Yes. And all four, all four of the, or there's like four or five other soldiers, and they're trying to control bleeding while he's giving them orders. And um, that is their, that's basically what they're doing. There's a scene where all of them like pile their hands together and interlock him and like put pressure on his whole abdomen, you know, in between like pouring some kind of yeah what, they're <laughs> pouring magic dust on yeah, it or whatever it is dust back to, then. Like, pack it or Dirt. something. <laughs> But um, I I honestly I haven't had a scenario where that I've had a large like puncture wound like that to the abdomen to the midsection. I mean, are you? I mean, I guess what you're talking about it right now. You're using yeah. your whole the whole palm. Oh of your yeah, hand well because you you got to think um, the the actual bleed could be coming from anywhere, and it's pressure that's built up that's forcing it out. And so whether that bleed could be surface level, it could be behind an organ, wherever. So now you're you're basically you're putting pressure down so that you can try to force all the organs and everything else to clamp it almost. Right. And so it either I mean unless you know exactly where the bleed is and can like pinch it with your fingers almost. Right. The only option is just to use your entire, almost your entire body <laughs> right. to hold pressure because it's an abdominal wound. And, and that's something they don't really teach very well in, in school. In fact, I don't remember them covering it like that at all. Every abdominal wound, oh, just put an abdominal dressing abdominal on it. Pad, yeah, yeah bulky dressing. Bulky dressing and yeah. I'm like, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do the trick. Right. No, we, we couldn't even wrap this guy tight enough to keep it on there. We had to do it the way we were doing it. Um, and you know, you got to troubleshooting is a big part of EMS. It's like, sometimes you just got to make it up. 
And that's yeah, the hard sure. part for most providers is they get this protocol taught to them Man, from the book yeah. and they can't do that. They don't know how to just make it up. Right. And I'm not saying make up the knowledge. I'm saying use the knowledge you have to come up with a different way to treat it. Um, no, do no harm is absolutely our number one goal. But uh, you, you have to improvise sometimes. That is the nature of EMS. We're out on dirt roads, on the side of the highway, in people's homes, trying to solve these problems that they are trying to resolve in hospitals most of the time with all the appropriate equipment. And we've got like fire medics and, and paramedics and EMTs and all of us standing there like, all right, somebody's got a hand towel around here <laughs> yeah. and we're trying to fix it with what we got. So it's the name of the game. Well, they finally, um, for the longest time, when, when I went through EMT, the main thing they taught for stopping like severe bleeds on extremities was a tourniquet but they taught us how to like assemble a tourniquet and we had no class over like the cat tourniquet <laughs> so they didn't they teach didn't you how to use teach. the the like actual tourniquet they, device they didn't, even, they didn't even teach it it's all about how to like fashion a tourniquet out of you know some vine you have laying around <laughs> we were talking about that earlier <laughs> or a triangle bandage which is just it's crazy to me that it's not universal that we get taught how to use like those tactical cat tourniquets. Right, because I mean, because most of our our tactics come from the military. Right, and like, that's where that device that comes up? from. Right. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's just it does make sense to know how to do it For sure. without that because let's say you're on a major incident. You you know you're on an MCI. You've got seven patients that need tourniquets and your truck's the only one there right now and they need it now so i'm running around with triangle bandages and making up tourniquets sure but how often does that happen Eh, not very often especially if you're in an area where you could have something that big you generally have more than one ambulance to respond or you have fire units that also have uh, equipment that you need. It's just not a common situation. Right. But I will say I've been in a situation where I couldn't find the tourniquet or I couldn't get to it quick enough. And right. I was just like, okay, forget it. And just yeah. tied something off. Um, and now uh, I was a part of a stop. They've got these stop the bleed classes that yeah, they're yeah. teaching to like corporations, like banks. Like we taught a stop the bleed to everybody that worked in a bank because... I mean, not to get, not to get down or anything, but that's that's a likely place someone gets shot. You know, <laughs> what bank like, are you at? I want to know what bank was but, concerned about this. You know, it could it could happen. So we taught. What they did was they actually provided the bank with like combat gauze and tourniquets. Oh, and that's we, cool. We taught the whole all the employees at the bank how to use them, how to stop the bleed, which, that's great. I yeah, mean, the more people, the right it's direction. kind of like CPR. The more people out there that know that, the right. better the chances are that people get the help they need. Yeah. It's not like there's an ambulance on every corner waiting to save somebody's life. Right. We're, you know, it's a limited number of resource to try to help hundreds of thousands of people. And the more people, civilians out there that we know that can at least do the initial like life-saving things, you know, the better this the outcome is for everybody. So if you're listening to this and you're not EMS, consider finding a way to go through one of these Stop the Bleed classes. Contact us. We'll put one on for you. 
Uh, contact Axon. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll come okay. to your location and do it. Sure. Uh, Metro Care out of Abilene is one that does uh, these Stop the Bleed classes all over the place. Sure. Um, so they'd love to do it as well. So if you're interested in that, if you've got a company that needs to do it, give us a call um, or give us a shoot us an email. Again, info, I-N-F-O at axoneducation.com. Okay. So... Um, Moving on, next big uh, injury, and then we're about to get to the one that I think is the funniest. It's going to have the most comedy to it. <laughs> yeah. um, falls is big injury, uh, a common way to get injured in a movie or a TV show. And the funniest thing about falls is it is there is never an in between on on movies or in movies. There is either extreme like injury from a fall that wouldn't hurt you at all or there is no injury at all or a sprained ankle from something that should have killed you um so an example i can think of for this uh probably the three stooges um i know i'm going way old school with this yeah you lost me with that one okay so let me (laughs) try to think of one that's more recent um, but I'll go with most people are going to uh, – you'll get the reference either way even if you right. don't have it seen right. it. They'll, they'll fall from things or get hit by things and you're just like, what? <laughs> How are you walking away from this? Or cartoons. Look at like Bugs Bunny or Wiley Cody. Wiley yeah. Cody falls off of a cliff Cliffs. every yeah. other day yeah. and he's uh, just walking away from falling off of that cliff. Um Things that you'll see a lot as parkour has become really relevant uh, is people like falling down in alleys, like jumping across buildings. And I'm talking about even like as they put parkour, which if you don't know what that is, it's free running. It's like um, running from point A to point B with the most cre- in the most creative way possible. And I'm not talking like the office version, Steve Carell version <laughs> of parkour. I'm talking about real parkour. Uh, and in movies, a lot of times they'll have somebody screw up and they'll fall chasing the guy that's actually doing it. And they'll like fall in an alleyway and hit like a metal trash can and yeah, just and stand roll, back up. Yeah, and it's like, dang. Yeah. You know, and they'll fall like three stories. I'm sorry, but if you fall three stories and smack your back dead center on a trash can, it's likely going to break your back. It's always the car that breaks the fall. Like they fall, yeah, or they fall in a car, or yeah, on a roof, and it caves in a little bit. I'll tell you about falls in in my experience in EMS. <laughs> is it has been one of the most surprising things to me. Um, very recently, I had a guy fall off of a storage building like a eight foot storage building and he fell he like he didn't land he didn't even land flat on his back he kind of fell rolled we got there and we assess him and from the looks of like the mechanical of injury how high it is it's you know maybe like a sprained ankle or something you've probably seen like kids jump off of this in the backyard onto you know onto the grass you get him to the hospital He's got a pneumothorax. He's got broken ribs. He's got a dislocated <laughs> shoulder from an like, eight foot fall. From an eight foot fall, and it wasn't like a fall straight onto your back type of fall. It was like a hit the ground rolling type of fall. So, I've completely counted out every movie I've ever seen where you fall anything from anywhere over one story into a trash can or a <laughs> pile of trash or onto a car. Oh, it's Just crazy! Not it. It, look at uh, Dark Knight. Uh, the Dark Knight, the second uh, Christian Bale Batman movie. 
Dude is fight. He's got the Joker at the benefit that he's throwing for Harvey Dent, and the Joker uh, throws Rachel uh, out the out the window, and she's fallen. Batman jumps after he catches her. They fall like fourteen stories. I swear, if it it was probably more. I'm probably under exaggerating here. Uh, and they hit a car, and she lands on top of him, and his he back hits the up. car. Yeah. I don't care what kind of armor he was wearing. <laughs> oh. It could stop a bullet, and it's still not going to be able to withstand that type of force. No, Even if the car breaks away, there's still a frame to a car. Yeah. Like, you're still falling on a metal frame. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> well, Hollywood's fall logic is if you fall and hit anything other than the ground, you're fine. Yeah, Which absolutely. Hundred percent, not the case. No, no. Sometimes the ground is better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just crazy, and, and Hollywood gets this one wrong so so often. Um, and and like you said, in reality, like an eight foot fall could cause some life threatening I mean, injuries. Life, yeah, life threatening. And sure. that and like you said, that dude rolled. He didn't even like he fell and tried to fall the right way. You're supposed to roll. You're either yeah. on a, in a fall. You were supposed to either fall on your back. Or are you supposed to roll with the fall? Because if you roll with the fall, it moves the force with you and redirects it sideways or frontwards or whatever instead of just flat to the earth. And I'll, I'll add in there that he, he was like 45. So yeah, so not, he's not young. He's, he's not young, but he's not like 60. No, he's not old either. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm not too far off from that. I'm getting yeah, there. I'm yeah, getting I, there. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so it's just realism there is completely out the window with Hollywood. There's just no – they're not even close to what what that would be. Um, so anything else about falls? Because I'm pretty excited to get to the blunt force trauma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. All I know is about the falls that I've I've heard about and I've talked about with employees of mine is – a lot of the times, if it's anything over like two or three stories, that person doesn't end up getting worked. Yeah, yeah, that no. Has been my like they're pretty traumatic, and it's trauma everywhere. It's yeah, you can't you can't do CPR there's when there's nowhere for the blood to travel right. through, yeah. um, and that's the the common result of an extreme fall. And and again, extreme is anything above one story usually. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's not there's not much to work in that. People have fallen from extreme heights and survived. It does happen. You hear about people. There's I think there's like Sky three diving. people on the face of this earth that have fallen from a plane. And survived. Yeah. The circumstance there has to be almost perfect. They have to fall in exactly the right position, exactly the right place, or else they are dead. There is no real way. Dead. Yeah. yeah, real dead. <laughs> Very dead. So. Right. Blunt force trauma. Blunt force trauma. Um, the funniest one I could think of is is the Daryl from The Office uh, Craig Robinson getting yes. hit in the face with a coffee, coffee pot. Yeah. <laughs> or the stepbrothers one that we spoke of earlier where yeah. the dudes, they hit each other in the temple with different right. objects and somehow survive. Um, can you survive? Sure, yeah. But let's go over a couple of those. Um, so give, break down the scene where, uh, where Craig, what's his name in that movie? Craig Robinson's character. What's his name in that movie? Which movie? Uh, Pineapple Express. Dude that gets hit with a coffee pot. Yeah. It's Daryl in the movie, right? It's Daryl in the office. It's Daryl in the office, that's right. 
Craig Robinson, if somehow you're watching, <laughs> listening to this podcast, sorry. <laughs> Daryl from The Office in Pineapple Express. Yeah. Tell us the scene that's Is happening. Doug? Doug? Nah, I don't, I don't know. know. We'll, we'll probably Anyways, think of it right after. Well, that was that was an interesting one because we've got more than just blunt force trauma going on there. We've also got scalding hot coffee and glass and glass. Cuts. So you've got potential lacerations. You've got potential <laughs> severe burns, and also you know blunt force trauma from a coffee pot <laughs> being baseball swung into somebody's face. <laughs> And so the character in that movie that that hits him is um is we, we obviously love this movie because we can't think of anybody's names, <laughs> but it's Frank, uh, James Franco's James, character yeah. hits hits uh, Daryl from the office in the face with a coffee pot. <laughs> And afterwards, uh, he asks what his face looks like, and he goes, looks like somebody messed you up with a coffee pot. <laughs> and it's it's pretty humorous, but at the same time, like, you get hit like that with burning hot coffee, glass in the face, the chances are you are not just going to be walking around doing the same old, same old. No. It's, uh, it's an injury that's putting you to the ground. You might not die, but you're going to the ground. Because we've got, one, the hot coffee, if it goes in your mouth, could scald your throat and cause swelling. Right. So we've got airway issues. The hot coffee to the eye uh, would cause vision issues. It could go in the ear and cause hearing issues. So we're, we're causing like almost total sense deprivation. Not uh, to mention just the pain in general. From, yeah, I mean like yeah. Covering one whole side of your face. You know, second, he two-faced him. Yeah, second, yeah, he did. He just instant two-faced yeah. him instant coffee. <laughs> so, like... Yeah, you've got, you know, second or third degree burns to one side of your face. You're not just carrying on your task of hunting down Dale Denton. Hey, Dale Denton. <laughs> there, Dale Denton. There, we remembered one character. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, um, yeah, no, that's the reality of it. That's the reality of that type of wound is is you're not just getting up and, and walking around afterwards. Negative. It's There's no way. Um Step Brothers. We mentioned this one earlier. Uh, I think I and I think I got that wrong. Didn't they double swing at the same time? Yes, they hit each other they in hit the each temples. Other in the temple. Yeah. With one of them had a base, or one of them had a, a golf club. I don't know what the other one had. I want to say a tennis racket. Might have been a tennis racket. Which I've been hitting the temple with a tennis racket, and I'm sur- and I survived. You're still here. I'm still here, so it can happen. Loc. Um, almost. I almost. didn't completely lose consciousness. No. I got a little dizzy, but I did not lose consciousness. Well, this just negates our whole argument. For this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so that one's pr- probable. <laughs> they yeah. could do it. Yeah, they, they could do <laughs> it. Because they both, I mean, they knock each other out in that scene, and that's <laughs> that's possible. But I know another movie. Um, it, It's got, I, I can't even come close to remembering the name of the movie. But anyways, this little kid is playing baseball. Um, and, and he's a little person and, uh, he has a, an older friend who is not, and they're playing baseball and he hits the ball and he's real excited because it's a great hit and the ball goes out off past the fence and hits this other, his friend's mom in the head in the temple and kills her. Have you seen this movie? You have a look on your face of familiarity. Um, no, I was thinking he doesn't kill her. It just like ricochets off. And uh, everything's fine in the movie I'm thinking about. 
Okay, maybe there's two of these standard, situations. Standard yeah. Hollywood. And standard one of them, Hollywood. they instant death, and the other yeah. one... So there fine. you go. There's two very similar <laughs> situations. Um, and you've got Happy Gilmore, where he stands in front of the pitching machine and lets the ball hit him directly in the forehead. Which, if you're going to get hit, that is where you want to get hit in the head. Because that bone, right, that part of your skull is the part of your skull that can take the most uh, blunt force trauma. Yeah. Um, still, not good to get hit in the head. That's also where your personality and judgment takes place. So uh, <laughs> it's not the best place to get hit, but it it's the most survivable. Yeah. <laughs> um, other blunt force uh, oh, things. I got one. My favorite. Go. Pistol whips. Pistol whips. Very good. Very good. Okay, pistol walk whips. me through one. A pistol whip. Uh, tip, typically, pistol whips, they end it. They end the fight. Yeah. Or they oh, end, yeah. they in the circumstance somebody comes up from behind. Actually, pretty much ninety nine percent of the time. So there's something going on, bad guy walks up from behind, pistol whip to the back of the neck with the butt of the gun. It is like again, insta drop. It doesn't kill him usually or probably ever, but it's instant I've seen lights out. Them, but yeah, it's instant usually yeah, instantly lose I mean, it's consciousness. Like they touch a button. It's yeah, it's like uh, they got hit in the jaw or something by a nice punch. Yeah. What is the science behind the pistol? I mean, is there... I don't know if there is a science. What is the technique? Are you aiming for a certain, like... Well, I would think you'd aim for the temple if that's... I mean, if the idea is to, to cause the most damage. You would think, but it's always in the back of the neck. Back True. The well, head, the back, back of the, the head neck. could stop you from breathing as you could get down low and get the medulla or something, but... Maybe that's where they're aiming. Because it, I mean, it's like clockwork. But, I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying because you see it in movies all the time. It always ends the situation. It's always. never like I just got hit with a gun and then I get up. Right. It's like over. Always the end, it's always the end of the fight. The yeah, they always go black. Um, oh, uh, Back to the Future. Um, I, it may be in a blackjack in that movie, but it's similar. He comes up behind him and hits him in the head um, because they ask him. He's It's where he goes back in time, and then he goes back to 1985, and it's the alternate timeline. Where Biff is like this, like super rich guy, and he's at his casino, and Biff says, "Bring Marty to me," and the, his goons go and get him, but they say you can go the easy way or the hard way, and they knock him out, and you just hear him say the easy way. Well, they hit him in the back of the head, and I can't remember if it was with a gun or with a blackjack, but it's just like that. It's like instant, like yeah. he goes out just instantly. Might as well, switch. that could be an innovating technique. Yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna. And st- okay, so we're replacing uh, rapid sequence <laughs> intubation um, with uh, just hitting people in the back of the yeah. head. <laughs> we're just gonna pistol start whip. pistol whipping yeah. people. One, now we've got something to protect ourselves on the ambulance, and two, it's much quicker. It <laughs> yeah, takes a long time to draw up all those minutes for real. Um, so cheaper, yeah, definitely Damn. cheaper. I can't say people's names, but <laughs> not that one. <laughs> Uh, you can say lots of people's names, but not that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Anyways. So, um, uh, another blunt force trauma I can think of is punching and kicking in movies. Uh, primary method of attack in, in a lot of movies. Um, and I, I don't know. I guess I've never, I haven't been punched and kicked enough to know how realistic that is. But I've seen a lot of people fight. Yeah. And well, it, I've... It's usually fine. Like, it's usually yeah. not a big deal. I mean, we've got a good template here. Look, you've got the MMA. Right. Okay, people, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Like, you've got the MMA. People receive multiple punches and kicks all over their body, including their head, and keep fighting. And it's Absolutely. not uncommon. So, Absolutely. True. Very true. So, uh, 
I don't know. I mean, obviously the the Hulk is gonna be a very exaggerated thing, and <laughs> probably not a good uh, example. Yeah, because he punches people like a hundred yards. Yeah. So if, unless you're the Hulk, I don't know if anybody's going around punching people to death. <laughs> Nor do I know like, if that's even been portrayed. So, like in Boondock Saints, where the one detective thinks it's a serial crusher, and it's just a large guy going around stomping people to death. Yeah. And then he proceeds to go fetch a coffee. I think. Yeah, he gets yeah. sent for coffee because of how stupid he is. Uh, if you haven't seen that movie, I know it's so stereotypical. Oh, here's these like college age guys or like mid twenties yeah. guys talking about. Uh, Boondock Saints, but that's a good movie. That's so go watch movie. it. It's really entertaining. Now the physics. The oh physics yeah, totally. All off. There's one of those fall situations. The dude jumps off of a three story building, holding after he throws the toilet off of it. Oh, onto the back. Yeah, and he somebody. jumps onto that's somebody. Right. Yeah, and he limps away. That's it. Just limps. I mean, well, actually, it knocks him out. But <laughs> does it knock him out? It knocks him out because he falls. He hits the dude, gets knocked out. His brother gets up and picks that's him right. up and carries him. him. Yeah. Um, or he knocks out the other dude. And then carries him off. Which yeah. again, getting hit with a toilet seat, I think that or a toilet lid, I think that's pretty accurate. I think you would die. <laughs> I think that'd be the end of it. You think toilet head with just swinging a toilet seat to the head? Well, maybe not, but maybe definitely not. the toilet dropping. The toilet on you. drop one hundred percent. Yeah, three story toilet drop. That's that's gonna do it. I think that would get you. But the it the thing is, it's porcelain. It shatters. True. You know, it, a lot of it is a lot of its force and energy is just goes into the miscellaneous flying pieces. So true. True. Got to consider that. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. And that's another thing is like Hollywood will hit people with objects, and it's like, well, yeah. I mean, you hit them with like a balsa wood. It's breakable wood. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Pull um, cue. Yeah. Pull cue. Yeah. yeah pull okay. <laughs> um, again, would hurt, but would hurt. it'll just snap. I yeah. mean, it's not thick. It's not anything to to shake a fist at. Yeah, definitely not. So we we've got traumas. Uh, another one. Um, rolled vehicles in movies. Yes, very good. Yeah. Very good. Rex. Rex, Rex, in movies, Rex in movies in general. Yeah. Um, those we have an extensive uh, experience with uh, working different types of Rex. For sure. And the outcome is not usually that severe. It's, it's wild. And that, this is one thing where I would say uh, it's hard to say if Hollywood got it right or wrong because there is such an extent to what can happen. Like, oh yeah, people, you can roll a car fifteen times, and if you're ejected and like in a good spot, be perfectly fine. Like, yep. get up and keep walking. You know. Yeah, I've I mean, seen likewise, it. Likewise, <laughs> you can get ejected into a guardrail and get sliced. <laughs> but um, it, the range of possibilities is probably endless with car wrecks. I mean. I th- I think so. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of rollover wrecks where people were just fine, yes. and I've seen them where people die. Yeah, I mean, it well, just seat, seat belts they work. <laughs> seat belts work. I'll tell you, get if you're gonna buy a new vehicle, you get yourself one. Obviously, one with a seat belt, which all cars come yeah. with that. But side airbags, front airbags, all of that. Those are the things that I'm seeing out there that are saving people's lives. Like, I've seen people getting some wrecks that in an old school car probably would have killed them. Oh, for sure. And then I'll see them walk away from it because they're in a brand new car with every safety feature that could possibly exist. And they just walk off and they're like, oh, I feel fine. You know, seatbelt was a little tight, but whatever. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's just it is. So, Hollywood, 
you know, your wrecks, cars don't explode. They don't explode. But throw that in there. Yeah. They don't just, just they're, they're made not to explode. Well, that is, you know, that is one thing we can automatically debunk right there because I've, we've been on lots of car wrecks, both of us, and how many have been on fire? I have seen one car on fire. Yeah, it can it can happen. Usually it's very slow and gradual, and it's just from leaking fuel, um, which takes a while usually to leak out of the crushed Yeah, and it's still, tank. it's not like it just travels back up into the engine yeah, and explodes. Exactly, and it just got to be a spark. It's on fire. <laughs> There's never an explosion. No, I, I'm. it could exist in some crazy circumstance, like you had some dynamite in your trunk or nitroglycerin yeah, or something, yeah. but uh, it generally, cars do not explode, so shame on you, Hollywood. Right. But the wrecks, you're doing okay on. Most of those are, are pretty close. There's enough leeway where when your hero gets his car flipped and like crawls out and keeps going... It could happen. Yeah, yeah. You hit the right happen. way. You had your yeah. seatbelt on. Yeah. Now the ones where they're not wearing their seatbelt, those guys are usually yeah, getting hurt. Those guys are getting hurt bad. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, so you know, there's like I said, there's so many things we could talk about here. Yeah, but um, we're almost we're gonna be keeping you guys busy for for almost an hour with this one. So I kind of want to bring it to a close, and maybe I could do a second one where we talk about a specific movie the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and and just hit. Scenarios. We can walk you guys through the entire movie and just hit it, hit it, hit it, and talk about what ta- what happens. And I think that would be a fun one to do, like this summer or something. We'll hit, we'll do like a blockbuster yeah. one or something. And maybe like the treatments that might go with the injuries. Yeah, maybe yeah. Something where we're also informative. <laughs> yeah, this was informative. This is absolutely informative for all of you that are, are fighting the good fight out there and are sick and tired of seeing Hollywood get it wrong. Um, so let's go ahead and bring this one to a close. Dylan, thanks uh, thanks for being with us this time. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll definitely, I said I would have you again, and we did, and did. we're going to do it again. Do it we'll again. do it again. So uh, when you sit down at the end of 2018 to watch your favorite movies or binge watch your favorite shows on Netflix or some other streaming service, try to think of us, the first responders. Pay attention to where the bad guy gets shot and what caliber weapon is used. When the hero gets stabbed in the leg, pay attention to what the closest artery really is. When the teenager running with from the group of bullies jumps off of a house to escape, try to eyeball the true height of that fall. And when you see the EMTs loading the stretcher into the ambulance backwards and then run lights and sirens to the hospital for a patient having a hard time catching their breath, let it be myself and Dylan who ruined that movie for you. <laughs> we invite you to join the rest of the healthcare community and judge every scene, every time. Remember, knowledge is vital in EMS. It's life or death. We'll see you next time on EM Talk. Thanks.